Happy Monday, guys. What's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Daily Juice Podcast with me, Matt Peralta at Sports Talk. Matt, to follow me across all socials. The podcast is sponsored by OmahaSteaks.com. You guys are going to go to the customized URL. OmahaSteaks.com slash juice. You guys get four free chicken breasts and four free pork chops just for doing that. Minimum purchase may be required at OmahaSteaks.com slash juice. Okay, so yesterday was the lesson in hedging. Not a good day, but a profitable day. So is it a bad day when all the bets are wrong, but you're profitable? I don't know. <laughs> Winning money is what matters, right? Record doesn't really all that matter. Well, how many, how many units? The idea is to win money, right? So we won money yesterday, won about 0.9. Both prop bets went down. That was a bummer. Kittle got going late in that game, but San Francisco and Seattle, money line parlay hit. And the Chiefs, if I had laid four units on the Chiefs money line, which I thought about doing, we would have come in and had a much bigger, would have been like about a six unit win there for the Chiefs. Instead, we just win four units, which I'm not going to ever scoff at. OK, but the worst case scenario came through. Zay Flowers is going to have a really hard off season because, man, that fumble at the end zone. I don't know. Maybe they would have come back. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. But that was a huge play at the goal line. Awesome punch out by the Chiefs, forcing that fumble. Flowers with just, and then the interception in the end zone. I don't know what was that throw by Lamar Jackson. That made no sense to throw that in a triple coverage. Blew the game. I mean, turnovers are the game, right? Three turnovers. That was the story. That's, you know, good teams win the turnover battle and the Ravens lost the turnover battle. And that's, you know, that's why they lost that game. So kind of a bummer, kind of a thud way to end that future because we rode with it for so long. It was so fun, but we hedged off of it. And that's the whole point of hedging. When you have an 11 to one like that, you hedge off of it. And you know, it wound up being a winning day because of it, because we had the four units on the chiefs at plus four and a half. I tried to middle it. I tried to get cute. Didn't work, but I had a lot of fun doing it. And that's the beauty. Now, where does that leave us in the futures market? We've got the future bet on Arizona. We have the future bet on Creighton and we have the future bet on Marquette. I'm going to shop around this week and I'm probably going to add one or two more. And that's probably going to be it here. As we head to February, we start to have a better idea as to who could wind up being in Arizona for the final four. And we'll start to take a look at that because that's the next really big future. And then once we get kind of closer and into March madness, then we'll start looking at the NBA and we'll start looking at what's going to happen for the NHL. We already have one 27 to one ticket, but we'll, we'll look to add right more on hockey. Uh, and then we'll get to baseball. You know, it's kind of, we have one football game left this season. It stinks, but at least we have a ton of college basketball, a ton of NBA, I got two NBA picks tonight. I got one college basketball pick tonight, but I am going to tell you right here. I'm going to give you a Super Bowl future right now or, or, or bet for the Super Bowl right now that I have already made that I think is worth jumping in right now. This game, I like this game. I've seen so much hatred for this game. I like this game. Look, get over the Taylor Swift stuff, guys. Okay, like get over it. Who cares? All right. Yes, she's shown too much. And yes, they're not showing her for us, okay? And that bothers us as guys, as football fans. I get it. You know, my daughter's nine. She's watching the game. Where's Taylor? Your girlfriend, your wife, where's Taylor, right? I get it. It's annoying to all of us who watch the sport all the time. And a lot of Johnny-come-latelys are coming in who aren't watching the game for anybody but Taylor Swift shots. That's annoying. 
I, I 100% agree. And they only show the good stuff, never show the bad stuff. I want to see Taylor when they're losing. Like, I want to see Taylor, you know, if they lose the Super Bowl, show me Taylor Swift. That's what I want. But they don't do that because they're afraid of offending the Taylor Swift fan base because they're not football fans. All right. The people who are there just to watch Taylor, you're not watching football. You might stumble your way into liking the game, which is fine and more the merrier. But like your attraction to watching this game is because your favorite pop star might be shown on camera for a split second or two. Right. But we all generally have to get over it. Okay, it's two weeks to the game. Got to just kind of get over it. But I don't think this game's a blowout either way. I think this is going to be a tight game. And so the number settled at one. I took this at one and a half, but I'm going to give you guys, I took it at minus 120 when it was a one and a half point number. I saw it crashing. It opened up at three. It just fell like money came pouring in on Kansas City, which is fine. I think that that's fair. I think this game should be a pick them. All right. I think this game will wind up going off as a pick between the Chiefs and the Niners. But at one where it is right now, I can tell you to do this. I took it at one and a half. I got over seven. Tease the Chiefs up. Chiefs plus seven and a half. Take the total down to 41 and go over. Minus 130, six and a half point teaser. All right. I think we're going to see points. I think we'll see offense here in this game. I don't think it's going to be an extremely low scoring game. I do think there's the chance that the Chiefs look Casey scored 14 points against the Bills on the road in the second half. All right. They scored nothing in the second half against the Ravens. The reason why these chief games keep on going under, it's also the chief defense is a huge reason why. And it's 19 and one now to it was 21 and a half was the second half under. 19 and one that run, everyone will be on it. I'm telling you right now, everyone will bet that that'll be one of the most popular prop bets going into the Super Bowl will be the second half under. But it's the chief offense that's not very good in the second half. Now they get a lead and they sit on it. What happens if they're losing at halftime? Can they sit on it? I don't know. Are the Raven are the are the Niners going to be able to score more than the Ravens did? I don't know. The Ravens had multiple drives that just ended in turnovers. So, you know, if Zay Flowers doesn't extend the football and make it available to be punched out, if he does just kind of a, a barrel roll there and, you know, they walk into the end zone at 17-14, different type of game. 17-10. Again, I, I don't think that's how the Super Bowl is going to go. I'd be surprised. I mean, the Chiefs will be able to move the ball. I don't know if they're going to have the same. I mean, look at what the, the Lions scored a lot. Now we're, there's going to be massive conversations about what Dan Campbell did going forward on fourth down multiple times and missing on it and then not kicking field goals when he had a chance to do so. Look, I don't know. I mean, Dan Campbell <laughs> didn't kick field goals the entire time. At least he was consistent because I was yelling at my TV set. Like, can somebody in the NFL please realize that if you're down two scores that the clock is the most important thing? Like he <laughs> scored a touchdown. Like, bravo, you covered Dan Campbell. If you had kicked a field goal with three minutes to play, you would have had three timeouts down seven with the two minute warning. You would have had four stoppages of the clock could have gotten the ball back and scored a touchdown instead you just were like being so stubborn like we gotta score a touchdown all right dude you lost like all you did you played yourself into a cover congratulations so your fan base is happy they covered everybody in michigan who bet the lions at six and a half seven and seven and a half you guys all covered great your coach did that for you but the idea is to win the game if the idea is to win the game the clock is the most important thing hold on to that darn thing 
Make sure you have enough time for the comeback. So when you're on the 30-yard line and there's three minutes left and you have three timeouts, kick the damn field goal. Kick it. Then here's the thing. You don't have to onside kick then. You can kick it up, kick it deep and play defense and get the ball back and try to score a game-tying touchdown. And then maybe you go for two. I don't know. It's like all these guys are all analytical this, analytical that. And then when it comes down to like basic football strategy, they all fail. And again, you covered. Congratulations. I'm happy for you, Lions fans. You covered. But like, if you only want to win the game, what are you doing? Keep the clock. (laughs) That's the most important thing. Not you got to score seven when you're this deep. No, you don't. You need to score twice. Oh, the field goal is easier. Really? So it's easier to get the onside kick back, which is like one for 100 this year in the NFL. If you score a touchdown because you bleed the clock all the way down and you take up so much time because you had to get that touchdown. Okay. I mean, it didn't work. Maybe it would have worked my way. I don't know. We'll never know. But I don't understand that principle. That's how I would have played it. If I'm a head coach, that's how I'll play it. The clock is the most important thing. I got to save time. Kick field goal. But didn't happen. So we lost on that bet. Uh, but we're up 0.9 on the day. So that's not bad. Uh, but here's the prop bet. Yes. I mean, the, the teaser for the Super Bowl. First bet for Chiefs, Niners, Chiefs plus seven and a half over 41. Okay. You can go the other way. You can go under if you want and say it's going to be a mimic of the Ravens game. But I don't I don't think so. I think both teams are going to score here. And maybe, you know, it goes over in the first half. Or I don't know. I think we're going to see offense. Neutral field and whatnot. I think we see offense for both sides, both the Niners and the Chiefs. So 1.2 or 1.3 units officially. So it's a minus 130 teaser. Six and a half point teaser. Chiefs plus seven and a half over 41 for 1.3 units. All right. To tonight. That's a two week bet future wager. And, you know, I'm going to have other bets. Okay. I'm going to wait and see. I think we could very well see this game go off with the Niners as dogs. Like it's right now minus one for San Fran, but this may go to pick or it may flip to plus one. Good shot. This thing goes. I think my gut tells me the closing number will be KC minus one and a half. That's what I think the number will be at kickoff. We'll see in two weeks. But that's my projection. KC minus one and a half at kickoff. Okay. Let's talk about the biggest game tonight in college basketball, Texas hosting Houston 36 Longhorns on Ken Palm against the number one team in Ken Palm, the Houston Cougars on the road. Last game out, Texas lost 84, 72. They're now three and four in the big 12. They are 14 and six overall. Yes, this game factors into our trend. Lose on the road, come home, home dog. Look, I bet against Houston, against BYU, and it burned me. I'm not going to lie. I'm afraid of this bet. Numbers five, Ken Palm has this as an eight point win for Houston. However, Pace of play is a big deal here. Kempom has this as a 132 final score. You look around and this game very well. I mean, the total is anywhere from like 129 to 129 and a half. That's really, really low. And I get why it's really low because both these teams play at a snail's pace. Texas 239th in adjusted tempo. Houston, 350th in adjusted tempo. Okay. It's just, but here's the weird thing. Their games aren't just like automatic unders. You might go, well, just bet the under. Okay. Five and three Houston on the road, seven and five Texas at home. Last time out against BYU game went over the last two home games against Baylor and central Florida for Texas went over the last road game. 
for Houston against BYU went over. Now, you'd say TCU and Iowa State both went under 129 and a half in 137. I don't mind a play on the under here, It's, but I'm worried. Normally, it's under and dog. I think I feel more comfortable not having to sweat out the last two minutes with free throws and going like, oh, no, do we have it? 130, 128, 129. Like, I don't want to get into that because it's so darn low. I think and I know 14 and six to the under on the year for Houston and, you know, nine and 11 Texas. I think the better play is just looking at the point spread and looking at Texas at home. And I totally understand Texas is only three and nine ATS at home. OK, but they need this. They need this. It's going against, you know, Houston here, who's three and five ATS on the road. They've covered three of their last four. Texas hasn't covered in like, I mean, they covered one time in the last five games. I fully understand this, but they match up fairly well against each other. We start like breaking down the numbers with Ken Palm. Houston's offense is 14th in efficiency, 73rd defensive efficiency for Texas. Effective field goal percentage, Texas 84th defensively to 194th for uh for Houston 105th in three point percentage but 213th for defense for Texas but here's the real fun one two point percentage 248th to 58th for Texas defensively they got to get after the boards as we know Texas is I mean uh Houston is an offensive rebounding machine they throw the ball up they go get it but Texas offense 25th in efficiency yes number one I get all the numbers for Houston are stupid okay number one adjusted efficiency defensively number one effective field goal percentage number one in or number three in turnover percentage number eight in three-point defense number one in two-point defense number one in block percentage number one in steal percentage I mean I mean just the best defense in the country bar none but Texas plays the same way they play slow they play defense I think Houston wins, but give me the five points. I'm taking the home dog, Texas, plus five here in a Big 12 dogfight at the Moody Center in Austin, Texas here. Rock and atmosphere, in-state rivalry. Give me the home dog, Texas, plus five for 1.1 units. Okay, two bets to the NBA that we go. Uh, let's talk about Milwaukee on the road at Denver. The number is four. Milwaukee on the year is 18-27-1 ATS. They are... 8 and 13 ATS on the road. Now, Denver at home has not been great. They're 11, 10, and 1. And they haven't been great over their last 10 games either. They're 3, 6, and 1. But I think it's time for Denver to start playing well. They beat Philly at home, laying 8. They won by 6. At home against Indiana, they won by 8. Against New Orleans, they won by 12. They've won four straight games at home straight up. And the number being four. Yes, I know the last game for Milwaukee, they looked great. They were at home against New Orleans. They won the game by 24 points. They, they beat Cleveland by 10. They lost to Cleveland by 12. But this is when you see Milwaukee coming in, you get Denver's attention. I learned something about Denver when they played Boston on the road and they won that game outright as seven point dogs. That's the last time they covered, by the way. When the big boys from the East come up against Denver, this is when they lock in. This is when the crowd gets into it. It's a home game. It's a short number. It's only four. I'm going to lay it with the Nuggets. I'm going to lay minus four with Denver here at home. I know the numbers aren't phenomenal here for, for Denver, but I think this is when they do start to really look at, all right, we play Boston. You play Milwaukee, you play Philadelphia. They won. They beat Philadelphia in the last game. Chance to beat Milwaukee here. Numbers only four. 
I'm laying the four with the Nuggets. Denver at home, minus four up against the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm going to go to the Eastern Conference to take look at the Celtics against the Pelicans. Boston was 20-0 to start the year, straight up at home. They lost to the Clippers, and they've lost to the Denver Nuggets in their last two home games. They got annihilated in their last game, lost by 19 to the Clippers. Porzingis didn't play. He's expected to play tonight after rolling his ankle in the game against Miami, where they won against the Heat by 33 points. They killed the Heat. They came back relaxed, and they got crushed by the Clippers. You know that Joe Mazzulla has been all over this Celtics team, been just eating them alive after what happened. Boston is 13-9 ATS. Yes, the number's high. It's eight. I get it. But I think Boston's going to blow the doors off of a Pelicans team that lost on the road in their last game by 24 to Milwaukee and at home to Oklahoma City also by 24 points. They lost to Phoenix by 14. Sure, they beat Utah by 29. But in three of the last four games, the Pelicans have gotten crushed by 14, 24, and 24 I think Boston goes off and has a monster bounce back win here at home. They're not going to lose three games in a row ATS straight up. Even I think this is a chance for Boston to go and put up a number here against the Pelicans. I don't like new Orleans. They're walking into a buzzsaw here with the Celtics call it a Homer pick, but you lose two straight home games. Nah, can't see it. I'm going with the Celtics minus eight for Boston at home up against the new Orleans Pelicans. All right. Three bets for tonight. Texas at home, plus five. Denver at home, minus four. Boston at home, minus eight. All for 1.1 units. And a teaser for the Super Bowl. Same game teaser, six and a half points. KC plus seven and a half, over 41 for 1.3 units. Much more to come in the Super Bowl as we head towards the big week. Again, this week is not that crazy. We'll have everything rolling here for the week, but then we get really crazy. I'll be on Radio Row. I don't know how often I'll tape the juice from Radio Row, but probably from Radio Row, I'll tape it a couple of days as we get rocking here for Super Bowl in Las Vegas for the first time ever. How about that? Niners and the Chiefs. A whole lot of red heading to Las Vegas. My name is Matt Peralta. Follow me across all socials at Sports Talk Matt. Every single morning, the Dale Juice Podcast. I was being brought to you by OmahaSteaks.com. <laughs> <laughs> 